Hey, welcome to the Summer Camp Programming Podcast. I'm Kurt. And I'm Chris. And this week we are super excited to have Drew Demery on with us to talk about hatchet throwing or... Tomahawk Chris, throwing. You, you say tomahawk. Axe I said axe. Uh, you know, it's it's all in one, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, let's just start out, Drew. First of all, w- welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Of course. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it's going to be a great conversation, I can tell. I think so. And uh, can you just take a, a minute to introduce yourself and whatever you want to say, however you want to introduce yourself. <laughs> i'll leave it up to you you want to start when you're two years old i don't care (laughs) whatever you want to say (laughs) well uh where to begin no um yeah you you got my name right uh and i live here in eastern iowa in iowa city um and just started a new business all about summer camp trainings and programming and uh, joined on with with a couple of other guys that are doing um doing some great work. Um, we're trying to, to bring a, a well-rounded approach to um, supporting summer camps and nonprofits. Um, and so what I'm focusing on right now is a lot of lifeguard trainings and hatchet throwing like we're talking about today and archery training and doing some program consultation. Um, you know, we, we felt like there was kind of a void there for um, people that are offering good trainings for programs and fundraising and risk assessment, uh, ACA accreditation, all that stuff, you know, when we go to conferences and whatnot, we, we get so many of the counseling skills, um, and that's great, but there's a whole other world out there. It's sure. called programming, and so I'm um, just trying to, to make the most of some of those opportunities. Very cool. So uh, this is kind of the programming and training that's your superpower there? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think of myself as a programming mm. guy and uh and try to connect that with a lot of those life skills that, that we find at summer camp. Well, very cool. So a lot of camps do archery, right? Almost every overnight camp does archery at least. Yeah. Hatchet throwing is unique. Some camps do it. Most camps don't. But what is it about that? How did you get started into the hatchet throwing? It's one of those kind of innate things where I was lucky enough to go camping a lot as a child with my family on weekends during the summertime, you know, rather than playing baseball or um, going to the pool a lot. Um, we went camping a lot and I was a pretty active kid. Um, and my, I think my parents wanted to go camping so they could kind of relax, get back to nature. <laughs> and I loved camping because it was it was just an adventure. And so they tried to keep me busy, and that meant giving me a pocket knife to begin with and just whittling stuff. And and then um, eventually I got a hatchet, and I would chop wood, and then uh, they were nice enough to let me throw it at things. <laughs> and, awesome. uh And it just kind of grew did, from Now, there. did they let you at first, or you just kind of started throwing it? It's like, well, let's... <laughs> um, I bet I just started throwing it. Yeah. And they were like, well, he seems safe. This, this is good. <laughs> Yep, just uh, just at the trees and stumps and whatever. And so I've kind of been doing it all my life. Uh, and now it's kind of, it's really cool to see it become a trendy sport with all these hatchet throwing bars and whatnot. I don't know how how the alcohol got involved in this situation um, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what seems dangerous to me. Yeah, to, totally. You know, hatchet throwing isn't any more dangerous than archery and slingshots you know, you just, you have to be responsible with it. But then you start introducing alcohol and that, that seems a little more risky to me. So (laughs) that's why I'm psyched to do it with summer camps. 
Now, Definitely. really quick, if you were to be working at camp, what do you think about like a whittling program? You just mentioned with the pocket knives and everything. I know there are some camps that do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I, I'm all for variety in programming because kids are going to connect with different things. If I were going to summer camp as a 10-year-old boy, as my former self, I would connect with hatchet throwing and whittling, and I would learn life skills that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas another 10-year-old boy or 10-year-old whatever might learn life skills through arts and crafts. So I think a wide variety of programming is the way to go. So oh. I think whittling is really cool. I've done it in, in the past uh, with campers and, and really enjoyed it. You know, one or two kids are really into it and the rest kind of go, oh, yeah, that was cool. Let's move on to the next thing. And I think you're going to find sure. that at most programs. Sure, sure. Putting, ha- we had, we called Tom Hawk thing, so it's going to take me a while to call it hatchet throwing. I got to get there. <laughs> um, why, why do you think camps should consider this or, or any, I mean, any kind of target sports really? Why, why should camps do this? Well, it's another way to teach those great life skills, teach responsibility, teach respect and, and patience and confidence. Um, it's just another avenue to, to teach some great skills. And it's a great marketing thing. You know, mm-hmm. like we said, not a lot of camps are doing hatchet throwing or tomahawk throwing or axe throwing, just like not a lot of camps are doing slingshots. And camps been around for, you know, 120 years now, maybe longer while the traditions are great, it's also cool to bring in new stuff like slingshots and tomahawks and whittling underwater basket weaving, you know, whatever, yeah. get crazy with it. <laughs> the, the hatchet thing is super popular right now too. Cause everyone's yeah. picking up on, in fact, even in my town, one of the bars I just saw last, they started it last, last kind of last fall talking about, Oh, we're the first place in Washington to do it. I'm like, Oh no, no, you're not like I have had this for two years now. <laughs> Granted, we don't open to the public, but I've had it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Drew, it's, Drew, it's what are some things, so. what are, what are some things that camps kind of miss when they start a, a hatchet throwing program? Well, the biggest thing is training is adequate facilitator training. You know, somebody sees some cool Instagram videos of hatchet throwing and they think that they can do it safely at their camp uh, with children, and they can't. They might get lucky for a while, but eventually some tragedy is going to happen because they're not adequately trained to, yeah. to facilitate that. They might be able to keep themselves safe, but to transfer those skills to kids, you know, it's just a disaster waiting to happen. So I see that a lot, the facilitator training. And then the obviously the setup, if you don't have like a backstop and you're not controlling the traffic behind it, another recipe for um, a disaster. So most mostly it's the facilitator training and, and that's lacking because there's a lot to consider. There's a lot to know about hatchet throwing, but there's also a lot as far as facilitator skills and, and being able to teach it the right way. Right. Yeah. You mentioned setup there. What what are some things as you set up the program? What what do you need to think about? What do camps need to kind of plan? You need space. I recommend at least 10 feet between you and the target, and then ideally a large open space behind that. I, I really don't like backstops right behind a target. That's when you get that bounce back that you see mm. these terrible videos of. Same with like chain link fences. I'm, I'm not a big proponent of chain link dividers or, or any kind of a divider um, because it just lets the hatchet bounce around and it just kind of adds in that that randomness to it um, which i don't like so i like a big open space like an archery range it's got a backstop behind the targets maybe five or ten feet behind the target so that gives you about 20 feet between the thrower and the backstop and the hatchet's not going to come back 
you know, and, and get a person from 20 feet away. Cause that's the main safety concern is, is that bounce back from, right. you know, the hatchet over rotates and it hits the handle and then it just shoots back straight at you. But if you're, if your backstop's far enough away and you're standing far enough behind the, or um, back from the target, you're good to go. <laughs> and, and also spacing out between throwers, I would never lead more than two kids at a time with hatchet throwing myself. Um, that's my ratio that I recommend, two throwers, one instructor, um, and have at least 10 feet in between those two throwers. That way, if, if something happens over on the left-hand side, that it doesn't affect the person on the right-hand side. And I feel like a good facilitator can you know, can teach two kids at, a, at, at once. And how, how much do you think it would get co- or it would cost to get a program started with the targets and the hatchets and everything? It's really not too much. You can get innovative and you know work with two by fours and a hatchet that you find down at Ace Hardware. And you know if if you spend an hour or two building a target and you know traveling to get supplies and whatnot, you can do this all in an afternoon for I don't know fifty, maybe a hundred bucks. So the hatchets, there's not they're not like specific throwing hatchets. It's just like everyday hatchets. That's what I would use. Oh, yeah, that, right. that's what that's totally what I recommend to people because they're easy to find. Mm-hmm. Go to Ace Hardware and pick up, you know, one of those camping hatchets. It's got like a 14 inch long handle, a pound and a half head or a pound and a quarter head. Anybody can manage that. They're cheap. Um, they're easy to find, easy to replace, easy to sharpen. And they, they, they're really durable. Like what I use and what I sell to camps is just that. I go to Menards and I've found a good hatchet for 20 bucks. And it's it's got this in the nice Midwest. Rubber, this rubber. Menards is in the Midwest. Kurt. <laughs> I never heard of Menards till he oh, told me man. about it. I talk That's... about it all the time. He's like, "What's a Menard?" <laughs> <laughs> They've got a nice handle to them where they really hold up, whereas a wooden handle is going to break. And I don't really like the tomahawk heads because they slide around. They look really traditional. And that's what you think of when you think of, I'm going to throw a hatchet, I'm going to throw a tomahawk, is like the Native American, you know, the metal top and the wood long shaft of it. And um, I I wouldn't recommend that. I would recommend something that's going to be more durable. It's got like a rubber handle and um, a nice metal because you think of like when you do knife throwing, they're specific knife. You're not going to throw your kitchen knife, right? It's not going <laughs> to stick. It's not going <laughs> to twirl, right? But uh, so I, I, that's why I was like, oh, maybe there's throwing hatchets that are specific to this. But there definitely are, and I've got a couple of them. They're like fifty bucks to a hundred bucks, um, and the only thing that's different is that the profile is a little bit thinner, so they stick in the wood a little bit better, but only by maybe an eighth of an inch. And they've got a bigger head on them because when you're throwing in like a league competition, you want the maximum opportunity to hit the bullseye. So you've got this really long cutting edge. So it's like four inches long, which is the maximum amount that you can use. Whereas at Menards or Ace Hardware or Lowe's, um, most of those hatchets are like three, three and a half inches at the cutting edge. So just a little bit different, uh, but they absolutely work. Cool. Do you use, I say do you mainly use the the wood from Menards or Lowe's for your targets or do you use tree slices? I use tree slices. They hold yeah. up so much longer. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I'll go out and find a tree and cut it up into sections that are probably at least a foot thick, and then you know twenty inches in diameter at least, and put it on the tripod stand and 
you can throw at that a thousand, maybe two thousand times, and then all you have to do is take the chainsaw and cut that face off that you're cut that you were throwing at. You got a brand new target. Mm-hmm. You can do that for a whole another two thousand throws, and then you cut. <laughs> cut that crazy heavy though. Crazy heavy. And Menards <laughs> doesn't sell those. Come yeah, on now. <laughs> but they will sell the two by fours that you um, can make yep. those cool tripod stands out of. Cool. Have you have you found a certain trees better? A certain trees yeah. seems to work better. Absolutely. You're going to want to find a hardwood tree, like an oak tree. Um, I'm using a maple stump right now, and it's held up for five months really well. You could use walnut. You could use cottonwood. But anything softer than like cottonwood, like pine, you're not going to want to use. If you're going to use a, like a pine stump, it's just going to chip and break apart, and you're going to get you know, 200 throws at it, and then it's time to replace. Um, so the harder and denser, the better. So when we're looking at this, as far as like training wise, would you kind of take the rules of any target sport archery or riflery or what have you, as far as you throw when the instructor says throw, you wait until you go and retrieve your hatchet, that kind of thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, You just adjust the lingo a little bit um, to say throw rather than, you know, knock your arrow and shoot. Right. Um, so it's it's so similar to archery and you can use the archery range and that's what i would do is i would have my archery instructor also learn how to throw hatchets and get um get some good training and then on you know tuesday and thursday instead of offering archery we're going to offer hatchet throwing um and and see if any kids are interested yeah these days you could do one a different thing a day you do slingshots and hatchets and rocks anything so we we use archery net for our backstop. I mean, that's what yeah. it works great because it doesn't bounce back yeah, <laughs> at all. It's, that's great. That's perfect. Um, have you done anything else with Ninja Stars or knives or anything? <laughs> I've messed around with the knives a little bit just in my backyard. I don't know enough about it to um, to teach anybody. So I haven't pursued it. I've been sticking with hatchets, axes, and tomahawks because that's where my interest is. So that's what yeah. I know. I wouldn't recommend throwing stars and knives at summer camp um, because in those you're, you're holding the blade. It's going to slip in your hand. I would have like a chain mail glove maybe when you're doing that. Um, but with hatchets, you're good to go. <laughs> Chris has only lost one finger. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that wooden leg, but we never see that. It's fine. Yeah, I like the throwing stars because no matter what, I know it's going to stick. That's that's my uh, level of confidence. It's just like, throw it. Just throw it. It'll stick. (laughs) No skill. No skill. Uh, It's like throwing a baseball. You're good to go. What do do you, as far as like your training, um, Mm -hmm. what do you offer? And and how does that all work? Nice. Yeah. Um, So I work with the Sherry Group LLC, which is here in Iowa, and it's – I've teamed up with David Sherry, who's a Y Camp director um, for the past 20 years or so. Um, he really knows his stuff. And he's doing, like I mentioned, a lot of the fundraising, risk assessment, kind of programmatic overhauls. And I'm doing more of like the program director kind of trainings, like hatchet throwing and lifeguarding, kind of those those types of trainings. So what we're doing there is going to camps and offering this training, because I don't have, unless people want to come to my backyard and get certified. <laughs> um, 
I'm, I'm going to camps and, and offering it mostly in the Midwest, um, trying to work with, with the network that I've established. Um, and it's like a four hour long training for 150 bucks to come or, or for me to go to you, um, 150 bucks per person for four hours. We're going to learn everything there is to know about hatchets and we're going to get some good throwing in and we're really going to focus on facilitator techniques. So just like an archery, when you um, set up a course, uh, you're going to learn how to set it up. You're going to learn how to take it down, how to maintain the equipment, and really how to facilitate a good experience with kids so that they have some success and that they can enjoy that experience. Is there is there sharpen like how often do you need to sharpen the hatchets? Well, if you're not if you're not throwing at anything metal, which I, I absolutely would recommend throwing at just wood, right? Uh, <laughs> you're sharpen once a week, maybe every other week. Um, definitely once a month um during during the summer season you're going to get a lot of use because this is a really cool sport kids are going to want to do it staff's going to want to do it Um, so sharpen once a week and it's just a simple sharpening stone or you could even hand it off to to one of the maintenance um workers and say hey can you run this across the um the belt sander and they'll or the the grinder and and they'll knock it out for you in you know two minutes and you're good to go i know would your chris would your maintenance guy knock that out for you or would he complain Oh, no, he would complain about it. <laughs> we'll give this back to the kids sharp. They're going to cut off their nose. And then, Drew, do you do you have anything that maybe you send ahead of time to camps as far as, like, how to build the target? Or, like, what if they – let's say Chris is like, I want to do this, but I have no idea. Obviously, he has an idea, but let's just say no idea how to even oh, set it up. Do I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you got a couple options. I can just do it for you. Um, you can pay me 200 bucks, and I'll just make you a stand target and hatchet and sharpener, oh, and you're okay. good to go. Or um, you can ask for my plans, and I'll sell you the plans for 50 bucks. Or um, get, just get on YouTube and, and look for a, like a nice tripod stand or get on the Summer Camp Pros page and, and look see what other people are doing. There's some really innovative things out there. What I would not recommend is doing like you see at hatchet throwing bars where they've got those chain link skinny little alleys with a backboard that's got like a target attached to it that's meant for indoor throwing if you're going to throw at camp indoors definitely go that route but when i think of throwing at summer camp you're probably outdoors in a field Um, you got a larger space that's what i would recommend and um, get a nice tripod stand use whatever you're using for archery and get a target um, you know find a nice stump that would fit on that stand and go buy a couple of hatchets at Menards and you're good to go. We made a target one time because we use the, the tree cookies and the big slide and they're, they're everywhere. So they're easy to do. Um, But I'd seen online where somebody took and they, they essentially cut two by fours in one foot chunks and then put them all. So you, you, you had this big thing all stacked together and you shot at the ends of the two by fours. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat because I'm like, oh, if, if it chips off or whatever, I can just pull one out and replace it, you know, put it. No, you cannot. And it's crazy heavy. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. man, they they stick in there every time. Like, it's it's really kind of – I'm always impressed at how well it sticks because it is kind of like a – it's not really soft, but it's almost like a, a the way it moves or something. I don't know. And I, I, keep, I saw it for even an archery target, using something like that for an archery target. I'm like, oh, I need to try that too, but – yeah, we, well, it, it sticks because you're throwing at the end grain, mm-hmm. and so end grain is a bit more open, and two-by-fours are a softer wood, right? It's yep. like pine. So you're, you're two for two right there. That's a recipe yeah. for success. 
except that it's going to be super heavy, like you said, mm-hmm. and it's going to splinter a lot. Yeah. You're throwing it pine at the end grain. I just think of it's going to chip and you're going to yeah. be, it's what a hassle. Yeah, um, it is. Don't do so it. That's why I would that do like a, <laughs> like a nice wood cookie of like cottonwood or maple. Oak is going to hold up really well, but you might not get as much success in oak because it's got, it's so dense. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'd recommend. And yeah. And what's the lowest age you would recommend for this? I would say 12. That's what that's 12 in my training. 12. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you, you've got the hatchet, you've got the lifeguarding, like what other, what other programs are you into and that you really like, or maybe, maybe I'm, even if you don't train on it. And I'm into everything. That's, um, <laughs> that's why I think I initially fell in love with summer camp was I was good at a lot of things, but I had to bounce from crowd to crowd in high school. You know, I, I was part of the drama group. I was on the football team. I played in a band, but I also got really good grades. You know, that, so I couldn't find one click. Um, but then at summer camp, it all came together where nice. um, I could be, I, I felt good about myself because I was good at archery and I was a lifeguard and, you know, I can make friends. So it all just came together and I, like, I found my community there. That's my plug for summer camp. <laughs> if you're somebody who doesn't fit in in the real world, go to summer camp. You'll find a community that that embraces you. Um, Did you work at the same camp that you went as a camper? No, I didn't really enjoy summer camp as a camper. I was the homesick kid. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I made it so far as to be able to actually call home. I was, oh, I wow. was that interesting. Home- I was that homesick kid. And then I went to college. I needed a summer job. I looked in the paper and I was like, oh, I could work outdoors, you know, be a lifeguard. And so I tried it out and I almost quit that first week because I didn't (laughs) quite put myself out there. And then, you know, I finally was like open to the experience during staff training that second week. And I just fell in love with it. And you you were never a counselor. Did you ever? Yeah, I went on to be a counselor then um, at the 4-H camp here in Iowa. Okay. Um, did that for seven years, and then I decided camping should be a career of mine. So I went on to do a lot of seasonal work as a program director, and then finally landed a full-time gig at Camp Wapsi as their summer camp director. Nice. Having gone through the whole homesickness experience, what do you tell homesick kids now? Well, I share my experience. Okay. Um, and uh, that you went. We be, we become a team. That that when I was a camper, I didn't enjoy camp, but now I love it because of because of all the friends that I made and, and being open to the experience. You know, I, I see so many homesick kids that are just kind of closed off and they, it's just hard for them just to take that step just outside their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need a buddy to help them take that step. So I can be that buddy or I can, uh, you know, train summer staff to look for those moments and be their buddies or connect right. them with another camper. It's all about that community at summer camp. That's, that's how you make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a camper one time. I was I was telling because my I was homesick for the first two days of camp of my life, and that was then I loved it. But so I was trying to like get that with him, and he goes, "Well, maybe when I'm old like you, I'll like camp." (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you can go home now. (laughs) No hatchet thrown for you. Come on, no, none. I didn't like summer camp as a camper, um, also because of my counselor. Um, yeah. He snored at night and that freaked me <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, this is a whole nother world, summer camp. I cannot handle this. That's so That's funny. That's why I can never be a counselor again, ever. Start snoring. <laughs> the kids will never get any sleep. Traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, Drew. It was awesome having you on. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell us about uh, just check out the Sherry Group LLC.com. We've got tons of information there. Do, do they do other stuff? 
I mean, yeah, I, I'd never heard of the Sherry Group. Stuff. Yeah, um, we're we're a newer professional group based out of Iowa. Um, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Um, <laughs> if you've got a capital campaign, um, like we're working with a uh, with a group here in Iowa that um, where we're helping them through their first annual uh, support campaign, and we set a goal. Um, they've exceeded that goal um, within the first week. Um, so th- they just needed some guidance and some support, and that's what we're all about. Nice um, is is trying to find those niches where you know it, it might be outside that counseling kind of area, um, but there's so much that camp executive directors and program directors need to be successful. Then you know, other than just training great counselors, they need to you know also know how to raise money and write grants and um, mm-hmm. all that all that fun executive duties. Right. What was that website again? It's the Sherry Group LLC.com. And anything else? What What are the plans for? Uh, how How old is your child? Uh, let's see. He's going on eighteen months now. Oof. And yeah, he's <laughs> we we have a lot of fun together. <laughs> he's on the move. Um, yeah. But yeah, the next thing for me is just lining up a bunch of trainings, and um, it's going to be a crazy summer staff season at the end of may you know going through june and then hopefully visiting some summer camps and doing some photography because i also offer that i've got a fine arts degree from iowa um so i'm gonna put that to use this summer and go take some photos for some summer camps and get out there and and do a little traveling nice and and so uh besides going through the sherry group is there any other way to contact you or is that the best way uh that's probably the best way you can also find me on on facebook um I've got uh, I've got I've got a website as well, but I direct everybody to the Sherry Group through okay. there, just uh, for ease. Cool, cool. Perfect. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. And if anybody um, wants to reach out about hatchet throwing, I'm always excited to to offer advice, guidance, or any type of training. Awesome, and we'll put all those uh, the link and everything into the show notes. Cool. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. See ya. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think, Chris? Are you? Well, yeah. I mean. You're gonna you know get... me. I, I always get more excited every time we have somebody on. <laughs> Anytime stuff. And then and we got. I got to stop more. doing this podcast because I'm running out of time to do all the things that we talk about. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Next week, we're twerking. <laughs> we're tweaking, not twerking. <laughs> And we're not tweaking. Oh, but that sounds horrible too. That is next week. Yes, but it's yeah. We're tweaking current activities. And that's what it's all about. (laughs) You're nut, man. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, we're going to talk about tweaking activities Mm -hmm. and keeping them fresh and what you can do with what you've got going on right now, but just making some small changes. Uh, We've got, yeah, that's, uh, we've got a lot of great ideas for that. Anything else, Chris? No, that's, I'm excited. This is, this is our 52nd episode. (gasps) This is the one year anniversary. Oh, it's so what? exciting. I've known you. Well, you know, I mean, it's exciting for you to have known me for a whole year. <laughs> I'm so blessed <laughs> that I know who you. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it for this week. We will see you next week. Happy anniversary to us. Go ahead and on social media, let us know that uh, um, you are excited about our one year anniversary. Because I don't know what else to do. Please go and, and share and like and review and do all that good stuff. That's right. Awesome. Well, from around the campfire, this has been Kurt and Chris. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.